I want you to really sit down, have a look at how you're using your time and where you can put some joy, some relaxation, some connection into your life to keep you sane and keep your business running, keep your business thriving, but make it a happy place to be. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, coaches, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to the needs of you, the practicing natural therapist. We have interviews during the holiday season and business and mindset support each week so you'll get the variety you need to enjoy and stay motivated in your practice. Don't forget to subscribe to receive the weekly episodes And if you want to connect with me, always check the show notes because that's where you'll find the links to book appointments and of course to join the Academy, the membership group where there's constant connection and community with like-minded practitioners. Now, let's get started. Hello everyone and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How the devil are you? I hope that you've just been enjoying the last five podcasts with Dr. Brad McEwen. I had a really good time making them. I really love talking with him. He comes out with some wonderful insight because like me, well, longer than me, he's been a naturopath. And it's wonderful when you're able to talk with people who've been doing the job a long time and have settled into the business and settled into who they are and how they keep going which has led me on to thinking up our next few podcast sessions. Now, as I'm sure you're aware, my groups are still running. And if you want to be mentored by me, then you just need to let me know and we will be able to figure out together what suits you best. So just book in a focus call and we can have a chat and see how I can help you the best. But what I wanted to talk to you about today was self-care because talking through with Brad and looking at mental health overall for our clients as well as ourselves got me thinking entrepreneurial self-care. So what is our approach, a CEO's unfiltered approach to daily well-being? What do I do with my daily self-care routine? You know, What natural therapies do I incorporate into my practice to keep me grounded and centered amidst all these demands of being an entrepreneur? So I thought this is a bit more of an intimate look into my life and intimate look into the things that I do, but it might make you reflect on your own practices. And I thought I would hark back and look back at what I did at certain points in my life and realizations that I had. So when I started out in business, I was working for other people, as most people are, because you've got to pay off your education, don't you? And you've got to keep the money coming in and it's slow to start and it is okay to be slow to start. And that's why I have my next level group so that people can be asking those questions as they create the connections and they get into being their own business person and working in their own business and being able to connect with other practitioners once a week to be able to ask those questions. Not everybody comes every week. It's three Monday lunch times a month and then we have an ongoing messenger chat. It just means that we can connect in that next level group and really everybody gets the support they need for the price of one client. So it's an amazing group and without it, my own self-care would be a lot less than it is. 
So when I started out, I didn't have many clients and I used to drive for an hour down to my mentor, Ken, only locals will know Ken King, and I would take my files down to his house, book an appointment, as I were a patient, and I would go down to his house and we would go through my clients and then I would turn around and drive back again. So it's half an hour, over half an hour to get there, over half an hour to get back. So I had like an hour and a half travel time as well as the appointment time with him. So to go through my clients. And that's kind of untenable, really, when you're trying to run a business and do everything. And I had to fit those appointments in and figure out how I was going to do that, see clients, have small children and work at my job. And I was burning myself out on a regular basis. One of the interesting things was when I was my daughter, I said, I'm going to work. And she lost it one day. She was little, just a toddler. And she absolutely lost it. And it was a time she was and she wasn't quite two, so conversation wasn't big. And I was like, you know, what is it? Like she completely lost it. And because I said I was going to work, and then I said, oh, I'm going to college. And she stopped. It was like turned off a switch. And I'll see some clients. Nothing. What did I say? And I went, I'm going to work. And again, she lost it. So obviously, when I was nursing, I had a different attitude when I got in from work. I behaved differently when I got in from work. And that's when I started to really see how my life was affecting my family and that I am the glue that holds the family together. My husband works very long hours for a government organization that really doesn't care about any of its employees, even though they should. And so it does mean that he comes home exhausted and yet he feels he has to do, can't do a different job, he doesn't have a different job, but it feels he has to work for that employer, he has to support the people of South Australia, and so he works really hard at supporting others. So he's exhausted when he comes home. He hasn't got time to cook dinner when there were small children. So my job, my business, what I did, did take second place. I had to sort it out in amongst everything else. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. We all do things at different times in our lives the way they needed to be done. But this incident with my daughter made me realize that I needed to shake things up. I needed to change things. It wasn't up to him to change anything. It wasn't up to her to change anything. Or my son who stood there and stared at both of us. It was up to me to make those changes. If I'm going out to work, if I'm going to still be a nurse and I'm going to bring all of the problems from that employer home, then I had to have other systems in place to support myself because no one else is going to support me. At the end of the day, yes, your family are there to support you, but ultimately only you can support you because you're always supporting others, right? So that's when I started to implement some of the self-care things that I do. And they're really simple. I mean, they don't cost me money now that I've got money and I haven't got children at home. The mortgage is as crippling as it once was because we've been paying for it for 20 plus years, I go for a facial every so often. But back then, I couldn't afford to go out for a facial with two small children working part-time and all the rest of it. So I was like, what, babe, Sunday night, if it wasn't on call, then I'd do Saturday night. But Sunday night, yeah, it's no going out, right? But Sunday night, I would have a bath. Some of you will be listening to that going, oh, wow, when was the last time I had a bath? When was the last time I took that time over myself and put a face back on? If you haven't got a bath, the time that I lay on the bed with a face pack on and maybe I did my nails or whatever it is, I took that relaxing moment to myself. When was that? So when 
we haven't got a lot of financial resources and we've got the children and we've got the dog and the cat and the budgie and the and the mother and the mother-in-law and the father-in-law and the the sick relative and the person we have to care for, care for, care for others, care for them, care for them, care for them, so on and so on. How can we simply look after ourselves? And that is turning off. It's switching off. I would take my book into the bath with me, a paper book. Yes, there were a few disasters, but it's better to drop a book than it is to drop your mobile phone in the bath. I took that time. And so it was only a couple of hours on a Sunday evening, but it will still rejuvenate you. Simple things like going outside, taking a lunch break. I didn't take a lunch break for years. And then my husband said, oh yeah, Friday there's soup in the canteen. It's always nice. So minestrone soup on a Friday. I always have that. I was like, wow, that means he sits down for lunch. Whereas I would be like putting a child to bed, dealing with clients, juggling a thousand things at lunchtime and eating on the run. What I was telling my own clients not to do. So I started taking a lunch break. I started sitting on my veranda or my front veranda to look at the world or in my back garden or just at the kitchen table to eat my lunch. Yes, the children might be with me. No, the children might not be with me. They might have already eaten and be playing their games. But I took that time and I started carving out time for myself so that I could create these little windows. And a window can be that time with your child where you're painting at the table. Our dining room table wasn't used. We had the bar counter and that's where we sat for years because my daughter didn't like to sit. She wouldn't, couldn't sit at the table. She'd sit down for five minutes, have one mouthful and walk away. Whereas when we sat at the counter on the, she, there's a lot to do for children. I'm sure all those of you who've done peds training know that, you know, the child to hold its core, to hold itself upright, got a lot of concentration going on. Often better when they're disruptive at a dining room table to sit at a counter. You can still use your knife and fork. You can still have all the right behaviors. You're just sitting on a different object that means you have to hold your core. So we sat at the counter, which meant that the dining room table was a place of sticking and pasting for 10 years, more than that probably. She still doesn't like to sit at the table, but there's no sticking and pasting on it anymore now she's at university. But finding these self-care times, finding these times when I could have joy with my children by just playing with them because I had said, I'm not working at this time. I'm carving out this time for myself. I'm not going to be at my desk. I'm going to be out of this room, out of this office, and I'm going to be doing the things that I want to do. I mean, I wanted to have children, right? So I needed to spend time with them. Like, not everyone wants to have children, and that is totally cool. Not everybody wants to be in a relationship. Totally cool. But you still need to give yourself time. You might not have children, and yet you'll still be running around because busy people are busy. They're busy all the time. It doesn't matter whether you have children or not. There's bound to be something else that fills your time, just like my time was filled with children when they were little. They're not here now. I don't have children now around me at the moment. I do still have children, obviously. But my son lives in Newcastle. My daughter is currently in Barcelona. So I'm totally the empty nester, but I still carve out that self-care time. When can you carve out self-care time? Is journaling right for you in the morning? In the academy, a journal prompt comes up every week on the Facebook group that those journal prompts are there for those people who like to journal. In the groups, there are things that I post every week so that you can get that motivation going if you're into that. But what is it that you are carving out for you 
because that is what supports you and keeps you grounded and centered. It could be standing on the grass in the morning. It could be yoga in the morning. It could be your Pilates practice, your exercise practice. How are you carving out the time for you? Sit down. If you're working Monday to Friday, then that means you sit down on a Sunday. So every Sunday evening, I look at the week ahead. I look at where my clients are. I look at the other things I have planned and I make decisions on what I'm doing for the week. I make decisions, approximate decisions on what's going to be for dinner. I make decisions on what days, Wednesday, I do my Pilates at 9.30, but what other day? What days am I walking? What days am I doing um, mat Pilates at home? What day am I doing other forms of exercise? And I have a look on the Sunday and I make those decisions because you, as a small business owner, have to make time for yourself or you will burn out. These are just the simple, simple facts. And if you need help with that, then the link to book a focus call with me is in the show notes. Do take up that opportunity. It's really worth having, you know, it's only 15 minutes with me, but boy, do I cram a lot into 15 minutes. Trust me on that one. So what is it that you're doing within your daily well-being to support yourself? And if you're not doing anything, what can you put in there? What can you shake up and change that gives you even a few moments of joy? That joy might be sitting having lunch with your family. It might be not just doing time with yourself. That joy might be going for a walk. What is going to give you joy? Because joy is what develops us as a person and develops our business as places we want to be and that we want to work in. So I'm going to leave you with that thought because I want you to really sit down, have a look at how you're using your time and where you can put some joy, some relaxation, some connection into your life to keep you sane and keep your business running, keep your business thriving, but make it a happy place to be. So have a good one. You know the deal. If you've made it all the way to the end, I'd love a five-star review. Chat with you soon. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning, and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.